0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the Beautiful Mess Podcast. This is your host, Nash. And today, in light of the upcoming holiday of Thanksgiving, I did want to dedicate an episode fully to Thanks, but. Don't worry, it's not going to be your typical, you know, be grateful, motivational speak. Today, we're actually going to dive into learning the true understanding of how biblical and holy things activates your faith in the Lord and how the Lord responds to His children that express a genuine gratitude towards Him. Um, I'm also going to share with you some practical ways that we can express our thanks to God on a daily basis to please Him and a really cool post that I found um, online about the seven consequences of an ungrateful heart. So, it's time to get our heart posture right, people. This is something that I had to deal with also. It's We're all figuring this out together, okay? And when you're listening to this, Thanksgiving is actually coming up this week, so I want to pray over your family, over you that's listening that you have a great Thanksgiving holiday and you remember the true reason of why we celebrate things outside of the worldly (sighs) customs, I guess. Like I always do before we get into the topic, just a little life update, of course. This last week has been wild, Okay. Last weekend on Sunday at church, I was just, I had like a rough weekend last weekend. I was not in the best mindset. I was just overwhelmed with, I was just exhausted, like physically exhausted. I felt spiritually exhausted. Like I've not stopped my pursuit for the Lord at all. I haven't kind of lightened that pursuit either, but everything just felt overwhelming. And I felt like for a a few days there, I was trying to carry the load on my own. And the Lord had to remind me, it's not mine to carry. So we go to, I, I go to church Sunday, you know, my heart's a little heavy. I just feel that overwhelming draining feeling and I'm worshiping. And I, which is a part of this episode, like even with all that happening, I just gave God such a genuine thanks for who he is, how he's worked in my life, for the salvation that I have in his son, Jesus Christ, and the weight just lifted off my shoulders. Like, I, I can't even explain that feeling. It just melted away from me. I shouted, I worshiped with such a desperation that no matter what my circumstances look like, that doesn't change who God is or how good he is. And this, that not this weekend now, the past weekend <laughs> was a true, true lesson of God just showing me like, daughter, I got you. You just gotta praise me in the storm. Y'all ever heard that song? And I'll praise you in this storm, and I will lift my hands. You are who you are, no matter where I am. Okay, this is not American Idol. I'm sorry, The Voice. No, okay. (laughs) I promise I won't. Well, I'm not even going to promise that because sometimes I just talk in song so anyways that song is just if you haven't heard it please go listen to it it's called praise you in the storm basically the whole point of this episode so that was like an eye-opening moment and not only that i had prayed because i was such in such in a heavy place i prayed and i asked the lord like god i'm really feeling this right now I'm feeling it. I want to surrender it to you. Leave it at the feet of Jesus on the cross. Walked into church expectant. I prayed even in the bathroom before going into the sanctuary. I prayed and asked, Lord, please speak to this specific struggle that I'm dealing with. Talk to me directly. Speak to my heart. I really need to hear a word from you, Lord. And nonetheless, when you ask the Lord, he will come through. Not only did the pastor preach exactly on what I was struggling with in my life, things that I was going through what I needed to hear. So I was already crying the whole service. (laughs) Um, During the worship, the woman that was sitting behind me, after, you know, we all worshiped, I was screaming, crying on my knees, doing the good things, you know. Once the worship ended, I felt a tap on my shoulder and I turned around and the woman said to me, I just feel Jesus telling me to tell you that this week he needs you to meet with him at 3 a.m. every morning that he wants to dive deeper with you he wants you to meet him and to let it go y'all i'm gonna get into not only the 3 a.m week but also the let it go in separate episodes because my my phrase for this year is let it go so the fact that she said that literally the holy spirit was speaking through her and the 3 a.m thing my flesh immediately was like dang i already wake up super early to have to go to do that two-hour drive for work during the week was i didn't want to do it at first but the fact that it was so specific and god answered hey you wanted me to talk to you i'm gonna to talk to you i crucified my flesh and i did it i had a whole week of waking up at 3 a.m to spend time with the lord and i'm gonna do a whole separate episode like i said about what happened that week what i learned and yeah just the goodness of god but it was just wild that you know i asked god to talk about what I'm going through. And he not only talked, had the pastor talk about it, but he reached out to me directly from that lady that was sitting behind me to let me know that he heard me and that he's with me. And I am just thankful for that alone literally thankful for that alone. So that full episode on that week is coming soon to a theater near you. It's probably going to be the episode after this. So next week, Monday. And what else has been going on? On my drives in the morning is really where I have to work on crucifying my flesh the most because I get tired. I get drained. I get like antsy and I just feel like it's not worth it, especially with this job that I'm in. Not feeling like, you know, I wanna be there anymore either. It just my flesh and the enemy tries to get in my head in the mornings when I'm driving and at night when I'm driving. But I choose to spend those two hours solely on the Lord. I'll listen to worship music. I will literally pray and talk to God for two hours. I will listen to sermons to podcasts. And recently, a pretty cool series that I've been listening to is on the podcast by Milena and Jordan, which is Uh, she's a YouTuber that I watch online, a Christian content creator. They have, their husband and wife, they have their own podcast called As For Me In My House, and they recently did a series on the spiritual realms and talking about the book of Enoch, which is not in the Bible, but it talks about things in the Bible. Creation, just really in-depth cool stuff that has opened my eyes, and now learning about what these things actually mean is It's like I'm reading a brand new book for the first time going into the Bible. Um, trying to think if there's any other updates. I'm kind of tired right now, to be honest, but I felt such a fire this week with my podcast. Like, I really appreciate those of you who have reached out to me on Instagram DMs and have shared what this podcast has kind of done for you so far, which is just so crazy because I just started this back in October. I mean, I will say this... Whole project, this idea of me having a podcast has been in the works for years. I took, which you heard in the first episode. If you haven't listened to the episodes, please go go and listen in order because I want to make sure you caught up to speed. Okay, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but when God calls you to do a thing, He will prepare you. You don't have to be prepared. I thought that I wasn't prepared, so I'm glad that He has not given up on me and He has allowed me the second chance to go forward with the vision that he has for me and redeem that and this week as I was reading you know your guys's messages to me and also just praying about what topics to talk about making notes I literally always prepare every episode I told y'all we are Bible reading Christians, okay? The word of God is the the truth, is what we live life by. I go through and do a whole study on the topic before I even turn the mic on. And I pray because I might not touch all the topics I wrote about, but I make sure that I do it in a Bible study kind of fashion. Because I don't want you guys to just come and hear me. I want you to come and hear God. I always pray that the Holy Spirit speaks through me when I'm recording. So it just means a lot that you guys have reached out. A few of people have reached out to kind of share what this is doing for them. And it, it kind of solidifies in my heart that god is is using this for his good and this is actually making a difference so thank you so much for those of you who have reached out for those that have followed left ratings followed the instagram please you know i would love some more interaction on the podcast so if you haven't done any of those things yet you know leave me a rating a review there's also an option i have a link below to send a voice note to me on spotify if you ever wanted me to answer a question and have your voice or you just want to share something I am so down I'm open to do that so make sure you click follow on your show follow on this show on your library to make sure that it's added so you never miss an episode and I just created a YouTube channel for the podcast so I'm gonna start uploading these audios on YouTube as well I am working on the possibility of kind of making a podcast studio setup up to do video recordings. As of right now I think I want to continue at least for the next for the rest of the year doing my thing audio and I'll still upload it audio on YouTube for those that don't have access to Apple or Spotify but yeah, we are you know I'm trying to take a step by step with the Lord not overwhelm myself because when I get passionate about a project I just want to do everything all at once and I want to make sure that this is not something that's gonna cause a burnout for me. So I'm going to take it step by step with the Lord, but YouTube channel is now available. It's all just going to be audio for now. Let's dive into it. Our theme today is Thanksgiving, the power of thanks, having a heart of Thanksgiving as it is written in the Bible, how we should have it as a holy thanks and a biblical thanks, not just, um, see, you know, I've been so on my word. I totally even forgot what regular Thanksgiving is about. The pilgrims, um... Yeah, I'm not going to embarrass myself here, but Thanksgiving is more than just one day on a holiday, more than just whatever the world holiday has created it to be. We are supposed to have a heart of Thanksgiving on a daily basis as we walk with the Lord. So let's start off with our anxious, our anxious, oh Lordy Lord, Holy Spirit. We're going to start off with two verses that I have here as our anchor scriptures. And if you have read your Bible or you've been a Christian for two minutes, you've probably heard this first one. Um, First anchor scripture is Psalms 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Second anchor... The second anchor scripture is Psalms 50 verse 14, which states sacrifice a thank offering to God and pay your vows to the most high. Love that second one because I feel like it's not often where you hear that thanks and sacrifice as an option. And for you to even know that when you offer thanks to God, that is a sacrifice sometimes. And we'll get more into that later, but I don't want to jump ahead. So just to start, you know, I am learning how to kind of break apart the Bible more Um, between what I've seen and how my pastor at my church breaks the word down and teaches it to us and also just more resources that I'm finding. I have learned that every word in the Bible has a purpose and a meaning. And we can't just take the, the scriptures at face value. Not always. So it's it's good. And God has kind of set it up because he wants us to do a deep dive. He wants us to be like, God, what does this word mean? Why did you put this here? Why did you say this this way? Because even in the way that the words are placed or the phrasing of the scriptures, it just brings about even more purpose for what it is saying and what it means to say. So with that in mind we are going to go a little deep and I went ahead and did some research on the Hebrew word for things and it is toda pronounced oh excuse me it's pronounced toda spelled T-O-D-A-H. And the Hebrew word Toda means express visible thanks or adoration to God by extending the hands to God in reverence, also with offering a sacrifice of praise to God through audible confession of thanks. Here's that word sacrifice again. Put a pin on it. Why do we have to thank God? Well... The Bible calls us to give all glory, honor, and praise to God. Giving thanks to God is an act of expressing your love for Him. And it's also of opposite to what we've grown up knowing in this world. We have grown up, yes, be grateful, but a lot of it is self-centered. A lot of it is focused on you. What did you do? What do you have that you worked for that you earned? Is that what you need to be thankful for? And that's wrong. You need to thank God because first of all, which we already know, God is creator of the universe. God is the beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega. Because we were created for God, by God, Everything that we are to do as a born-again Christian, a believer, living our lives for the Lord, means that He gets all the glory, He gets all the honor, He gets all the praise. We are merely vessels that God is using to fulfill His purpose and His will on this earth to bring the kingdom of heaven down on earth and to save His people. Now, something to keep in mind, which you'll start to notice the more that you implement these changes that we're going to talk about Every time that you genuinely give thanks, your heart starts to change. Our hearts are deceitful. Our hearts are self-centered. Our hearts are a part of our flesh. And it is our job as Christians that we're surrendering our hearts to be changed and molded like Jesus's heart by the Lord. That's why when I always pray, I ask the Lord to renew my heart, renew my strength renew my spirit heart of flesh a lot of people have hearts of stone and where that stems from is that when you are not living born again with god your spirit is dead (laughs) to just say it plainly like you're dead your heart is a heart of stone it has evil in it and yes we're still in our fleshly bodies, so we still have that day-to-day battle flesh against spirit but That's where the importance and the power of things comes in because every time that you're thankful for something, every time that you give thanks for a situation, for a lesson, for a hardship, for a blessing, it is rewiring your heart to have that posture of thanks towards the Lord and not towards yourself. There are so many scriptures in the Bible about things and Just keep this in mind and I know it can sound pretty simple, but when you see something talked about over and over and over again in the Bible, it's because it's important and God knows how thick our skulls are, so he needs to pound it in again and again and again. (laughs) So just a few scriptures that are going to back up, you know, this this point of how all the glory, honor, and praise goes to God. First one is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We are supposed to live by the will of God. And if the will of God is to give thanks in everything, as that scripture states, then that is a, a command. That is something that you need to live your life with a new perspective on, not seeing everything so negative, so toxic, but... Thanks can really bring you out of that. And I have such a personal experience with that. I used to always be very negative, complaining, like just speaking very poorly about situations, about myself. And just seeing it all as the negative stuff, things that bring me down. And I had like a cloud around me that was dark. And it was, it's hard to see what you should be grateful for when you're so focused on the negativity, on what you don't have, on how this didn't work out and how that didn't work out. So that's why there's a call that in everything. Give thanks. And that is so opposite from what our world does now. It is so much more common to complain and worry and talk negatively towards your situation, towards other people, than it is to have that positive perspective and be like, you know what? For example, in everything, give thanks. I am not a fan of the job that I have now, but I thank God for it because not only is He providing for me to have a job, which provides income, I also have the chance to reach those people that I work with and that I and customers that I deal with every day. I, When those names come on my screen or I'm talking to a coworker, I meet somebody, those are names that God puts on my heart to pray for. And I could be the only person praying for them. So I thank God for the opportunity that he put me where he needed me to be in this season of my life. And I thank him for using me and I ask him to use me more. That's how you can turn around a situation because my job is not the best job. I don't enjoy it. I appreciate that it pays it pays well, but it's not something I wanna do long-term. Add on top of that the two-hour drive. I have everything in the world to complain about. How customers can be so rude, how I'm not appreciated, blah, blah, blah. But instead of going down that rabbit hole that the enemy wants you to go down, I turn it around and I thank God for it because I could be without a job. I could be broke. I could be at a job that's even worse. I could be at a job that's quote-unquote better and be in a worse situation. God has really used this season where I'm working at this place to grow in my faith with him, to, for me to see that no matter what I'm going through in my situation, he is good and that never changes. And that's what I've learned personally. So that's just an example from my life of where it helps to be thankful in every situation. Even the situations that don't even make sense to be thankful for, God doesn't make sense all the time. The the way that we're supposed to lead our lives should not make sense to the people of the world. The second scripture, Psalms 136 verse 1, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Psalms 116 verse 1, I love the Lord because he's heard my voice and my supplications. Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. That's such a sweet verse, like... Uh, same chapter but different verse. Psalms one sixteen seventeen. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. So there's a few different scriptures now at this point that is called thanksgiving a sacrifice because you have to. It's a sacrifice to go against your flesh. That's all that we know. That's where what we're in now. So this whole process is about rewiring. The years that we've spent aligning with the world, aligning with the sin nature that we were born into in these fleshly bodies before we were born again with Christ. Last scripture, pretty simple. See, not all of this has to be complicated. First Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice always, period. It will make a world of a difference when you start to shift your perspective and... You might, quote-unquote, have the right to feel some type of way about something, but when you realize the authority and the magnitude of God and His control and His mercy, His grace, His goodness, His will, you gotta understand how far out of control you are and be thankful that you have the creator of the universe on your side in control of your life. Um, As I mentioned previously in the last point that we were created by God for God, once you decide to crucify your flesh accept the gift of salvation and truly go forward seeking a life with god you have to acknowledge that you have to acknowledge and live by the statement that our lives are no longer our own so no more main character energy okay i spent a lot of my life kind of just looking at things in my own lens and that is where that selfishness comes from and that self-centered view of all these things that you have the right to be this feel this way you have the right to because they this i'm no 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 you're not the main character jesus is the main character And we are his supporting role. We're the supporting role in the big story that has very little to do with us. But God uses us because he loves us. He created each and every one of us in his image, but also so unique and individual that we all have a specific purpose to bring his kingdom to this world and save his people. I just said that earlier. The more time that you spend with God, the more you'll learn him and his perspective. Once we kind of like we're never going to fully grasp God, but he does lay out so much of the whys in the Bible. And the more that you spend the time with him to go after and find your answers in the word, you're going to learn his perspective. You're going to learn why. You're going to learn to trust and to think, even though it doesn't make sense to do so. You're going to learn how powerful of a tool that is against the enemy. A few more scriptures on that point about created by him for him. Colossians 3.17 states, and whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Psalms 116, 17. I already read that. The offer, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Colossians 4, 2. Continue in prayer and be watchful in thanksgiving. Now, to kind of go back a little bit, I feel like all of my points are separate, but they're all one. Like, they all have to do with each other. When you rejoice in the Lord, that literally starts to heal your spirit and mind from the toxicity and negativity that we are just bombarded with as members of this world. It's hard to be down, negative, complaining when you have a genuine heart posture of things towards the God. It's not always about being thankful for what you have. But it's about being thankful for God and who he is and how he has worked in your life. And just the fact that we get to serve the almighty creator, that we get to be a part of the story at all is enough to be thankful for, that God loves us so much that to spare us He gave us an opportunity through His Son Jesus to accept Him and to be one with Him again. Colossians 3.12 states, So embrace as the elect of God, holy and beloved, a spirit of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. Philippians 4.6 Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with gratitude, make your requests known to God. So those last three points about rejoicing, carrying your spirit in mind, being created by him for him, and giving all the glory, honor, and praise to God, they all are separate points, but basically all in one. Now that we kind of have that basis of why do we have to be thankful, what's the point? I did want to share, before we get into ways that you can implement thankfulness every day, um, like some practical habits, I did want to share this post that... I saw an Instagram from Mighty Pursuit. They recently put a post a few days ago, which as soon as I saw it, I wanted to save it because I had already started working with the Lord to talk about this episode. And then I saw this and I was like, okay, we're going to talk about this this and this here's how you can be more thankful but also it's important for you to know that there are consequences to the things that we do to the things that we say the things that we think even having an ungrateful heart is consequential the first consequence of having an ungrateful heart is stress and anxiety i'm just going to read through these points because it's important i just want to give the credit to mighty pursue because this is a post that they have that i felt would be beneficial to the point of this episode 1st Consequence is stress and anxiety. It states studies have shown that practicing gratitude can alter our brain function by reducing stress hormones. It can help with insomnia, depression, memory, and bodily functions. Also, on the flip side, an ungrateful heart leads to the opposite. It leads to anxious, distorted thinking, anxiousness, distorted thinking, and overall just an, uh, kind of a cloud of insecurity another consequence is constant disappointment whenever something doesn't meet our expectations ungratefulness has a subtle way of souring our minds we start putting stock in greener pastures and we forget to appreciate the journey of where we are in the present moment sooner than later we find ourselves in a cycle of negativity a practice a frat oh my gosh a frantic sense that life or what we have is never enough it's not bad to have dreams and goals but they cannot be the end all or be all of happiness i feel like i was in this kind of cycle of negativity too that i would see other people you know promotions blessings things happening and all oh, especially in the creative space like i have been working on my youtube for Shoot, I'm about to be 25 next year. Almost 10 years that I've had this passion, and I saw other people. I'm like, how is it that I'm posting the same thing as other people, but my channel's not growing? My impact isn't growing. And it was because I was focused on me. I would thank the Lord for the passion, but I wouldn't surrender to use it towards Him. And that's where I went wrong. And that's why now. He's using... Now that I'm open and I surrendered this creativity to him that he's blessed me with, I want to turn it back around to him and use this to bring glory to his name, glory to the father. So... The third consequence of an ungrateful heart leads to damage in relationships. When all we do is complain, it only becomes a matter of time before it starts to take a toll on our relationships. We are called to support one another, but if we are a ball of negativity, this becomes increasingly difficult as ungrateful friends we live bitter unsatisfied and only come to other people when we need something rather than simply appreciating who they are and the friendship we share that's wild you know how many times i felt in my life that i feel like people were only coming to me for something crazy okay and on that note the fourth consequence of an ungrateful heart is taking people for granted in turn this can easily lead us to taking other people for granted we only see what they don't do overlooking all the beautiful things they do bring to our life. This robs us of compassion and empathy putting a strain on our relationships Everything becomes about us and what we don't have, so it only becomes a matter of time before the friendship or relationship ends. The fifth consequence is entitlement. Particularly in the United States, we've come to expect that life will pan out a certain way. We're inundated with ideas of what it means to quote-unquote make it and subconsciously expect safety nets to catch us at every turn. Entitlement demands a right to happiness no matter what gratitude demands nothing more than humility of heart that's true because in this life with the lord yes god is good he brings blessings he brings favor to his children that doesn't kind of keep us from experiencing hardships from things always coming through as we thought we have to just put an end to life as we thought and what life as god says and change it to that perspective. Um, In the post, the next consequence, we're almost there, is stolen joy. Ingratitude, never heard that before. Ingratitude as a word, lack of gratitude, robs us of growth and leads us to focus all our attention on what should or could have rather than finding joy in the present moment. When we practice gratitude during difficult challenges, it produces patience, contentment, and perseverance in the midst of it all. There's a joy that comes from the Lord when you're fully surrendered, fully seeking, and just so grateful that no matter what twists and turns that comes in life, that never alters the goodness of God. And I keep repeating it because it's something so fundamental that will change your life. The last consequence of an ungrateful heart is a bitterness at God spiritually speaking when we don't choose to be grateful for what we have we become bitter at God we blame him for everything we don't have and overlook what he's already given us down the road bitterness can also lead to rejecting God altogether because we refuse to accept a God who didn't give us what we wanted on that point I just want to say that that just goes back to the point of dying to the thought or the expectation that you had for your life because whatever that you thought was going to happen or you expected to happen before you knew the Lord, before you surrendered, that was all you. Now, God does give us these innate passions, goals, desires, things that he calls us to do. Those are from the Lord. Those things will, you know, if you surrender to him and follow him, those things are backed by God's kind of stamp of approval. But we have to be okay that the trajectory of the life that we are living might not look like what we thought because we we don't know the future god knows the future which is why he's so good because he will keep us afloat through it all he literally says that if we were to just surrender our burdens to him surrender it all to him that he will sustain us through god will work it out And I I feel like with the flesh and just the world and all the evil that's come, it's made the relationship with God seem so difficult and so complicated. What God is really doing, which he doesn't have to, but he does it because he loves us so much. He's just trying to redeem humankind. He made us in his image and that was corrupted by sin, by, by the enemy, his evil attacks and plans. So we talked about... Thanks in the Bible, of the seven consequences of an ungrateful heart, which that one's crazy. Now, just to end off the episode, and thank you for sticking with me because I honestly... And this is to show the power of things. Now, looking back, I realize that at every episode, there's been moments where the enemy tries to distract me, where my thought gets lost in the sauce, (laughs) but we're pushing through, this is coming out, and no matter what I need to edit, any blank pauses, any moments of processing, I even was getting like on me, on myself about like, I keep making mistakes, I don't know if I'm speaking too fast, all that doesn't matter, holy spirit speak, let's finish it off strong, I'm sharing this in, I'm gonna leave this in because I want you to see that This is for God. I'm leaning on him to give me the strength. I'm not going to try to do it on my own because I don't want to mess up what God is doing here. Our last thing that we're going to discuss is biblical ways to implement thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yes. Thankfulness every day to honor God. Where I want to start with this is There's just a few things I want to give some advice on, what you can do, scripture to back it up. The first one is just like, you know, before you start to pray and ask God for your laundry list of concerns, make sure that you take time to bless him for who he is and all that he's done. Even better, just to one-up it, Give Him glory for the things that you're believing for as if it's already come to pass. I always make sure that I start my day by praying and thanking God for blessing me with another day, filling my lungs with breath, for my family and my loved ones. I thank God for loving me so much and for choosing to use me for this specific purposes he has. I run through a list of things that I'm thankful for that he's blessed me with, but I also try to thank God more and I try to implement it more to thank him for his character because God is more than just what he does for us. There's a reason why he does these things because of who he is. So... I make sure to do this at the start of my day and at the end of my day so I can kind of keep, you know, start my day with this on mind, end my day before I sleep with praying and thanking God and asking for his protections. What has really been a game changer is making sure to keep this prayerful thankfulness attitude throughout the day as things come up. There's been so many times where, you know, I'm sitting at my desk, have a hard, a hard call with a customer. Sometimes I would let it Like before, I would let it boil my blood. I was livid. I was complaining. How can they talk to me like this? I could literally feel the hurt in my chest. Like I took it so personally. But now there's been such a shift. And when I finished the call with that person, or even if they're literally tearing my head apart, I just put myself on mute. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to speak with this person. And thank you for the patience that you're going to give me to provide them with a different experience. I'm not going to change how I'm treating them because of how they're treating me. I I ask God for patience and strength, number one, because I cannot do that on my own. I will be hanging up on people left and right if it was just up to me. (laughs) But when I start to thank God, thank you for this person, Lord. Thank you that I'm getting to speak with them and help them today. I pray that whatever's making them so angry, whatever's got them so Stress that you heal them of that, that you come to meet them. But that's like the, what's helped me kind of stay sane at work is noticing that every person, every moment, good or bad, is an opportunity to give thanks to God. So with that in mind, the point that I'm basing this whole thing off is that our relationship with God goes both ways. For example, if I was pouring out all that I have towards my husband and he wasn't reciprocating that, our relationship would just be one-sided. And sadly, that's mainly how people have their relationship with God. They kind of see him as he's there to serve you and just to bless you, but that you don't have to do anything in return. Now, if you listen to my last episode about salvation, I told you that we don't earn this salvation, but faith without works is dead. This also applies here. If you have faith, you believe God, you're trying to have a quote-unquote relationship with Him, but you're not drawing near to Him, you're not thanking Him, you're not making sure that the relationship is one-sided, then, like, what are you doing? What's the point? James 4.8 says, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart. Your hearts, so you double-minded. Draw to God and He'll draw to you. It's a two-way street the more that you see god the closer you're gonna feel to him the more you're gonna know him and that also comes with giving things we need to make sure that we are also pleasing to god that we are also making sure that we you know Holy Spirit, how can I serve you today? God, how can you use me today? How can I bring you glory and honor? Who can I who can I talk to you about today? Making sure that it's not only about what God can do for you, but what you can do for God. It's it's a two way street. You want God to work for you, you also need to contribute to the relationship, okay? And here's w- some practical application. Make sure that you pour into your relationship with God daily. As truly believers, we should be having a daily encounter with Jesus outside of a corporate encounter at church, which is only once a week on Sunday. And for most people, they don't go to church on a consistent basis. So think about that. How how like you're not having as many encounters as you should, which should be every day. Make sure that you're seeking God, you know That's very important Your relationship with God is unique and important to you Jesus is always with you through his Holy Spirit That lives within us So you can talk to him throughout your day As a friend that he is I've been talking to God on my, on my drives like yes i have a reverence and respect for god i also do pray respectfully but sometimes i'm like god these people tripping like i'm just real with god i he wants that he doesn't want you to be fake and feel like it has to be all planned and put together and all like uh fancy and whatever to be able to talk to him like he just wants to hear you he wants to know he knows you he wants you to show him that you want a, like a genuine relationship no fake no petty no nothing that's the first point the second point in your prayers in your things be specific don't just be like oh thank you for this day that's a good place to start take it to the next level god loves when you praise him in detail don't just thank him for your blessings like don't say thank you for blessing me lord tell him exactly what you're thankful for especially when you're thanking him for who he is if you're thanking, you're thanking god for your job I always say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me with a job. As a blessing, help me steward it. And thank you that you are the provider. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Like, get, call him out by name. God has so many beautiful names that encapture his character and and his character in a way that our brains can understand because there's so much more to God that we're never going to know until we are face to face with him in heaven. Be specific. We're called to give glory to God in all that we do, as I mentioned in that earlier scripture. So I challenge you to apply this to your prayer life. Are your prayers solely focused on how God can serve you or is your heart postured to also serve the Lord? I'm telling you, all these points just kind of melt into one. Uh, a scripture to back this up, 1 Corinthians 10 31. Therefore, whatever, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all in the glory of God application. On this point, um, something that you can try Write down your prayers of thanks to the Lord. This can be a good thing to keep, especially for, you know, to have that point of reference to look back on when things get hard. You can physically have that reminder of what God has done in your life and His hand in your previous situations, which is also a powerful weapon against the enemy to go back and thank God. There are so many scriptures that point out to remembering what the Lord has done. Like, don't forget What he's done in the past for you. Writing them down also gives you an opportunity to stop, take a moment to slow down, and write. And I do both I pray verbally and I write. And let me tell you, I never feel more connected to God or just more in tune with God than when I'm doing both. When I write to God, I feel like that's another line of communication i'm writing a letter to the lord and i get to read back on that one day i get to see where i was in this season and see how god's brought me through and it's amazing the last point thank him even in the midst of the storm thank him in advance that's to go off of what i said earlier praising in the storm there is a power of life and death in our tongues meaning that what we speak will either bring death or bring life I'm going to do a whole episode separately on just that topic alone because that is that deserves its own hour. But when you thank God in the middle of a situation where you shouldn't be, it not only activates your faith, it shuts the enemy up. It shuts him down. It rebukes him because he may be throwing things at us thinking that it's going to get us down. And the way to combat that is just thinking God. There's so many scriptures on this and it's so important. And I challenge you also, just this week, just a little weekly challenge. We'll touch base on it next week. This week, start to slow down and think about what you say before you say it. And when a difficult situation arises, I challenge you to give thanks to God for what you're going to learn from that situation before you start complaining about it. I would challenge you to just stop the complaining completely. That's something I did too. I was always complaining. And when I stopped, I felt, I physically felt lighter because it's such, it's such a heavy thing to be complaining and negative all the time. Like it's a waste of effort. It's a waste of energy. And it really does bring bring you down <laughs> there's a reason these things are are said often so some scriptures to back this up first Thessalonians five eighteen. be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus Philippians 4 8 and now dear brothers and sisters one final thing fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Again, that goes back to rewiring your brain. We have, the work that we have to do in our walk is making sure that we are so open to God's convictions, And repenting to grow and change more like Jesus while we're here. 2 Corinthians 10.5. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. That is holding every thought captive. When you have that thought of like, dang, this lady just tried me right now. But she is a child of God. I pray, Lord, I don't know what she's going on with, that she has to treat me like this. Like I said earlier, the example from work, same thing. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. There's another version from a different translation. That's the renewing of the mind. It is so powerful. that when you, when you get that renewal. When you give your mind to God every day, your life will change. Now, the last application for thanking God when you might not want to, and oh, I totally forgot to say, all those scriptures that talked about sacrificing, a, a thanksgiving sacrifice, the sacrifice of thanks, this is what it's talking about. Thanking Him when it doesn't make sense, when you have every right to feel a type of way, especially if a circumstance is bad, but you had to thank God. Like, mm, 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 mm. for me personally, to just bring something up that was hard. A few years ago, I lost my cousin and he was young when he passed. And he passed from cancer. And I, I was also seeking God at that point and I couldn't understand why after all the prayers of healing that he didn't heal him. In actuality, what I learned from that is that God healed him by bringing him back home to heaven. And when I thanked God that he's not suffering on this earth anymore, he actually got to have his family with them because this was right before COVID. So imagine being sick in the hospital alone. Like I know so many people had to deal with that. He didn't have to, which is something else to be thankful for. And I also thanked God that, yes, we miss him. We want him here, but it also brought our family closer. So there's always something to thank God for. I thank God that I had an interaction with him. I wrote him a letter about Jesus. And I just thank God that he was able to be saved and accept Jesus Christ before passing. What happens if I never did that? I thank God for using me in that moment. I thank God for allowing time for that to happen. So just things like that, it's... it's it can turn it around. It could help you process. It could help you get closer with God when you understand that there's a purpose much higher than we can possibly ever grasp. So my application for thanking Him in that is to cast down your thoughts and bring them to the Lord. And if you want to write it down or just make a note of it, notice, it's just start by noticing how often you are complaining or negative Cast on your thoughts. We have to work on rewiring our brain to be aligned with the word of God and not the culture of the world that we've only known, you know, growing in the sin nature here, being born into the world. So I hope it all made sense. I'm sorry if at any point it got kind of confusing. The enemy's trying it right now. I have such a headache, but I wanted to make sure this is so important that I get this out so we can have this and start working on it and start growing on it. Um, just a few scriptures to end off Colossians 3 17 and whatever you do or say do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus giving things through him to God the Father Philippians 4 6 don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done Psalms fifty fourteen. I did read this again make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the most high to pause right here about the sacrifice because I feel like I didn't really ex- touch on it in depth as much as I wanted to. The reason why thanks is a sacrifice, especially when you don't want to do it or when you have every right to not be thankful, is because that is what crucifies our flesh. I can't remember in the moment if I already said that, but when you thank God, I did because I talked about it fighting against the enemy. Okay, Nash needs to go back to sleep. 1 Chronicles sixteen thirty four: give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever psalms 50:23. but giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me if you keep to my path i will reveal to you the salvation of god and lastly revelation 7 2 and this is referring to the heavenly creatures it states they sing amen blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our god forever and ever amen Okay, so we've reached the end of our lovely episode on the power of thanks. I pray that this episode was able to bless you and that you will move forward applying these points to your life and see the fruit of what a a heart posture of thanksgiving can do in your life and how much closer you'll grow with the Lord when you learn to be thankful in all things and you learn to offer him a sacrifice of your things. If you have any questions, comments suggestions let me know like i said i would love some more interaction on the podcast leave a review leave a rating you can leave a voice message follow on instagram i i pray over your thanksgiving holiday with your family and that this is something that can be a seed in you that you water with the lord for every day to come all right y'all i'm tired I, I gotta go lay down for a little bit or something or eat breakfast or I don't know. But thank you for listening. And yeah, I'll see you next week on the Beautiful Mess Podcast. Bye!